Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So a couple days ago, y'all know how the Heat played the Lakers. We won by one point. But the game was pretty expected, I'd say. I mean, you had Anthony Davis get hurt. What's new? You had the Heat blow a double-digit fourth-quarter lead against something that's not new at all. But there was something completely unexpected that happened earlier in the day prior to the game. And it was O.J. Simpson, yes, the O.J. Simpson, accurately predicting exactly how the game would go. At this stage, who do you like better, Anthony Davis or Bam Adebayo? Who would you rather have on your team? So I'm going with Bam because I like tough. I mean, Bam is tough, man, and I like tough. Okay, so he didn't actually predict anything about the game, but he did say that he prefers Bam Adebayo over Anthony Davis, which I think after their last matchup leaves no room for debate whatsoever. But this is something that I think Heat fans have known for a couple years now, and nobody in the national media would ever admit any such thing. Not that OJ Simpson is national media. I have no idea what he's up to nowadays. I guess it's knowing ball on the internet. But no national media would ever say that Bam is better than Anthony Davis, mostly just because they don't watch Heat basketball. I mean, in their matchup just a couple days ago, Bam at about had 22 points, 20 boards, 10 assists. And we're not talking no easy assists, putting out to a shooter in the corner, simple driving kicks. We're talking half-court bounce passes to Jaime Hawkins, finding Duncan Robinson swirling around on cuts. His vision is phenomenal, particularly to Duncan Robinson. I mean, we, we all know about those uh, DHOs they've had for the last couple years, finding Duncan on the threes, and they kind of, bam, keep screening, tossing to Duncan. But now Duncan Robinson, his improved game is, is making him go everywhere on the court, and Bam Adebayo continues finding him, and that's why Duncan's averaging, like, what, 10 points per game this season? So that's been a really, really nice development as well. But back to Bam Adebayo. Defensively, he is the best defender in the entire NBA. I don't think that's debatable either. That's something I've said for a few years now. I mean, the last the last two years, you've had two of the most fraudulent DPOYs ever. You had Jaron Jackson Jr. and then Marcus Smart, two guys that are on the Memphis Grizzlies, who the Heat play next. And the Memphis Grizzlies are currently bottom half of the league in defense. How do you have the last two DPOYs and you're not even top 15 in defense? It's because they're fraudulent. And I hope that Bam Adebayo finally gets some recognition for the defender he is because I really, really want him to win that award because I think he deserves it. I thought in the years past, the Heat didn't do a great job marketing him, but they have started on their Twitter. They're, they're now doing like a thread of uh, Bam Adebayo stops like every game now. And I think that's awesome because of course that gets a ton of traction and you have to start building campaigns for these awards early. You have to start now. You can't start in March be because by then the media already has their narrative for who's winning uh, DPOY, for who's winning MVP. So you got to start campaigning now. And I think the Heat have done a very, very great job of that. And there's been all kinds of great statistics about Bam's defense so far this year. I just got one of them up here. It says that guards this season are shooting 34.3% from the field when defended by Bam and Bile. We're talking guards. Someone in the backcourt, uh, back point guards or shooting guards are only 34%. And on top of that, Adebayo is holding opponents to 12.5% from the field in isolation situations. And as the tweet points out, he is the definition of a one through five lockdown defender. I mean, we hear John Crotty all the time, if y'all watch Bally Sports, say, uh, oh, they're learning the BAM lesson. Anytime someone new tries to take BAM in isolation, they learn the BAM lesson, meaning they won't score. They'll get blocked. We thought we saw Anthony Davis, who's all of 6'11", try to post up BAM in the bow and fade away. He got blocked. 
Bam is truly a one through five defender, and I'm not sure how many of those are in the league anymore. Marcus Smart is not guarding big men. Jaron Jackson is not fast enough to keep up with guys on the perimeter or if he's even in the game and didn't foul out yet, which is a big question nowadays. He's only playing 25 minutes a night because he can't stop fouling people. Don't even get me started on Rudy Go Bum, my most hated player in the entire league, winning DPO-wise when he gets played off the court in the playoffs because of his defense. You put that man three feet outside the paint, he's worthless. He's a good shot blocker, not a good defender, and there's a difference. So I'm glad to see that Bam Adebayo is finally getting recognition. And I loved that on the biggest stage, national television versus the Lakers versus Anthony Davis, Bam, Bam Adebayo showed out and showed the whole world exactly what he can do. And I hope, and I just hope he can continue this. Because last season, he obviously made the all-star team. Great first half of the year. Kind of tailed off to start the second half. So I, I hope he can keep continuing this level of play. Because if he does, he truly raises this level of the Heat to championship status i truly believe that even though he's been balling and they're only like what three and four now that is concerning but obviously jimmy butler pretty much has been terrible outside of the lakers game was his first good game and we know he doesn't care about the regular season anyway so come playoff time if you get playoff jimmy and this bam then that's when i think that you really have a chance to make some noise I do want to talk a little bit more about that Heat Lakers game, even though it was a couple days ago. Uh, you had Eric Reed starting the game by saying the past versus the present with LeBron James guarding Jimmy Butler. Uh, am I alone here in saying that I think LeBron is still better than Jimmy Butler? Like the past versus present doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I think I would trade Jimmy Butler for LeBron James today. I think LeBron James is the best player in the world. I understand he's likely not. That that nod would probably go to Jokic. Some people say Giannis. I don't trust Giannis. Uh, late game, fourth quarter. It'd probably go to Jokic or Curry or Luka, whoever you want to say. But I just have my own personal rule. I'll never bet against LeBron. I still think he's at least a top five, definitely top 10 player in this game. But I also just kind of think he's Jimmy Butler because in the same way, I think when the game matters most, there's not many people that I think can take over as good as LeBron does. But anyways, I just thought that was a weird thing for, for Eric Reed to say. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, Hame Hakez ripped LeBron. That was exciting. Hame looks awesome, man. Outside of shooting threes, he looks really great at everything else. We see him attack the rim. We see him do his beautiful footwork post-game, which y'all know I love. If y'all can see back here, I got my guy Hakeem Olajuwon, my favorite player of all time. Why? Because I got a foot fetish for the footwork. I've said that a couple times on this channel and the uh, the basement post game sports network uh, post game show for Heat Lakers a couple days ago. I was on there; it was hilarious. So make sure y'all go check out the post, uh, the basement post game sports network for post live reaction coverage of every game this year. And I'll be attending probably like 70% of those post games. So make sure y'all go check that out. Uh, Bahame Hakez looks awesome when he's not shooting the ball. Uh, I like. I really like that story of Thomas Bryant when he uh, was calling for the ball when LeBron uh, was going for the scoring record last year. Very, very bad IQ. P uh, Thomas Bryant didn't play great yesterday, even though he did pack LeBron. But it's clear that maybe he still has some love for the Lakers, so I'll let it slide. I, I wanted to bring that up because people were giving Thomas Bryant crap yesterday. He's still worlds better than Dwayne Dedman and Cody Zeller, so I'm not going to complain about Thomas Bryant. Uh, but a very, very frustrating part of the game was once again the end of the game, the late game execution in which they blew a double-digit fourth-quarter lead for like the 
every game this year, I guess, unless they were down. I think I just saw a stat that the Heat have the worst fourth quarter net rating of all the teams in the league. They are 30 up 30, which is not surprising because like I just said, they're blowing leads every fourth quarter. The reason that's frustrating is because you don't expect that from a veteran team. You don't expect that from a team that has Jimmy Butler, the, uh, a guy you can just give the ball to and say, hey, go get a bucket. You don't expect it from a team that has the prototypical point guard, veteran QB uh, quarterback, Kyle Lowry. You don't expect that from him. But what was the Heat's final possessions with your, with your floor general Kyle Lowry out there? It was a terrible Jimmy Butler no ball movement three, followed by a Kyle Lowry terrible no ball movement three followed by a tyler hero terrible no ball movement three followed by a bam at a bio travel all of that was in the midst of the heat not scoring a single point for the last three minutes and 50 seconds of the game and the only point they had before that was a jimmy butler free throw off a technical foul how is the late game execution so bad for a team that has so much experience that's been to the nba finals twice that has everyone says Kyle Lowry, oh, he can't score anymore, no but he's got high IQ. His IQ sucks. And he better not be on this team by the time the trade deadline ends. He better not be. Why he's out there instead of Haywood Highsmith, I don't know. And y'all know I'm not a fan of Haywood Highsmith. Or should I say wasn't? He's been balling to start the season. He is making me change my mind a little bit. And if he continues to do so, I told y'all, I will have a Haywood Highsmith uh, apology video up at the end of this season. But the late game execution stuff is very frustrating if you're the Heat. And a lot of it is because I feel like it's self-inflicted. Because again, they're not even trying to move the ball. They're not even trying to get good shots. That's all on them. That has to change. And I'm glad they won. Because now if they do beat a Memphis Grizzlies team next game, who is only 1-6 right now, they're able to finally get to uh, 500. And hopefully they can build upon that so, that so they don't dig themselves a giant hole just like they did last season. Spend all regular season trying to get out that hole and then you end up in the playing game. Because I desperately want to avoid the playing game. Another positive, though, to bring it back around, is Tyler Hero, who was pretty great last game, I'd say. Didn't shoot super great, but he did have like 22, 5, and 5. So I love to see that he's continuing to do other things if he's not scoring the ball. Now, this was a big game for him, too, because a lot of people compare him to Austin Reeves, who did score one more point than him. And yesterday, when I was thinking about how I wanted to do this video, I was going to say, yeah, Reeves technically outscored him, but Hero still had five points and five assists. Uh, and then I checked the Lakers box score and Austin Reeves had like 10 rebounds and nine assists. He, I feel like he does it very quietly, which is the sign of a good player. I mean, if you look at Jimmy Butler, he had 28 points and I just feel like he was good, but he still led the heat in scoring. And then you look at a guy like Tyler or Bam, you feel like they played amazing and they only had like 22 or 23 points. If that makes sense, you just feel like great players have a, have a tendency to to be quiet and be and put up numbers if that makes sense i'm pretty sure y'all y'all get what i'm trying to say and obviously that's what jimmy butler is but regardless i don't want to compare reeves to hero reeves very well may be better i don't think he is but if you go based off the last matchup if i'm gonna go based off the last matchup and say bam is better than ad i have to say austin reeves is better than tyler hero i mean more points more rebounds more assists and on the season as a whole he scores almost no i guess he don't score as many points but you, you get he doesn't have as big an opportunity but his efficiencies are a lot better people may say reeves is the third best player on his team tyler's the third best player on his team 
but we know that Tyler gets the most shots per game because Bam can be passive or unselfish. Jimmy, we know, is passive in the regular season. And on the Lakers, it's always going to be LeBron and AD taking the most shots there. So Reeves is sort of a true third option. And I feel like his numbers are comparable to Tyler Hero, uh, given the circumstances. But regardless, that, that's all I want to compare those two players. Uh, I'm very happy with Tyler Hero's start to the season. I hope it continues. But he is one and one on what I'm calling the Tyler Hero Revenge Tour because the game before was versus the Wizards. A lot of people compare him to Jordan Poole. He outplayed Jordan Poole. Game two versus the Lakers, Austin Reeves did outperform Tyler Hero. But then the next game, we got Desmond Bain, who tons of Heat fans are comparing to Tyler Hero. And then after that, you got the Atlanta Hawks, who Tyler Hero himself said that he wants to be in the likes of Luka Doncic and Trey Young. So hopefully, Hero can outperform those two guys at least. Uh, it'll make me feel a little bit better about him. But I do feel good about him. Which again is weird because you know what you're going to get from Jimmy. If you would have told me that you get a great start to the season from Tyler and from Bam, I would have assumed the team would have got off to a much hotter start. But it is what it is. They haven't shot the ball from three great at all uh, outside of Tyler and, I guess, Duncan Robinson. Shout out to him. That boy's been hooping. Uh, but hopefully they can get a win versus a terrible Grizzlies team, be 500, and just never look back. I don't care if they finish sixth in the regular season. Just miss the play-in. I don't want to make that at all. Uh, that's really all I got to say. Uh, they, they wore the jerseys again, this time with the new Heat Culture Court. I absolutely loved it. People thought it was corny with the toughest nastiest team in the nba that you know their mantra uh maybe it was corny which is maybe why i like it i've been told i'm corny many times uh especially after my joe crone diss jack but that was mostly portland fans as i can say uh i think that's all i got for this video i hope y'all enjoy make sure to leave a like if you enjoyed and subscribe to help me get to 3k and i'll see y'all next time Pull up in the city, tryna get that dead fast slice. Do it on my own, I don't need no dead weight Had to kill him off, yeah, I need a head space You know this homegrown bitch, don't offend me Thank you for listening to Believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show And giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com And search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube